Hi, this is Dawn Shireen. This is my podcast, Zen of the Stigmata. So this is the second show, and I'm still kind of feeling it out. Um, I'm really still feeling it out as to what and how I want this to progress. It will progress. I'm not going to take it down now that I have it and bought the domain and all that good stuff. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, if I want it to be strictly religion or strictly... I don't want it to be strictly anything, actually. And that's kind of the deal. And um, here comes the train, so hold on. Or if I just want to free-flow it like I do with Dancing with Bipolar, which, you know, seems to be my style, which works, you know, pretty well for me. So it's probably just going to be very fluid. As far as guests and stuff go, I'm, you know, I'm open to that. I'm open to people coming on and talking about their different spiritual and religious beliefs and, uh, you know, how it doesn't necessarily align with what I'm being taught, or uh, I don't know about taught, but, you know, I'm being taught something, but it doesn't mean I'm actually taking it in. Um, indoctrination is a word that comes to my head a lot when I think about what this is that I'm doing right now. And... You know, in a way, possibly all quote-unquote religion has a form of indoctrination in it. Just like school, just like government, and just like, you know, anything, any kind of institution, institutionalized place where people all kind of herd together. So I'm obviously not buying it. Um, I mean, there's parts of it that are interesting and I'm learning things about history and culture and archaeology, which is always cool. However, there's stuff, okay? There's just stuff. So yesterday, I don't remember exactly what we were learning, but it actually, if you read the Bible, which I kind of suggest you do read it, because it's better to be knowledgeable than be ignorant, right? And even though it is a hell of a book to read and it seems very daunting the truth is that there's a lot of repeating in it and there's a lot of things that are exactly the same literally exactly the same book by book and chapter by chapter so it's kind of interesting how it does that it's um because you know I never would have thought it until I actually read it right and been like man I read this before or when we're doing like for class we have to you know write verses out and then dissect them and it's like I've already done this one and then you go back in your homework and it's like sure than shit you absolutely did do it before but for a totally different verse and for a totally different book so it kind of had a different a little bit of a different swing to it but nonetheless it's still the same so I don't know if there was like blatant plagiarism back when people were writing the bible or if these stories have some validity to them, so they're passed down. But the thing that I don't understand is how a scenario that happens in one book centuries prior to it can happen in another book exactly the same way, with just different names for the players. So that that's really confusing to me. Um, the timelines are really kind of screwy. And actually, if you get a chronological Bible and read it, instead of reading the way that it's written, 
they pull books from all over the Bible to make it chronological. So I don't know why they have it organized the way that they do in the standard Bible. And, you know, I mean, and this is going to be the jaded dawn, but, you know, is it just to keep us confused? You know, um, had I not, you know, and I'm not going to say fallen into this discipleship, but it is kind of falling into it. It kind of, it kind of reminds me of when I like quote unquote fell into Mormonism and they kept you so tired all the time when people coming and going, Mormonism, I'm talking about Latter-day Saints, people coming and going in your house and uh, you're, you know, you're inviting them into your house because they're, they're training you, they're indoctrinating you into the very basic principles of what it's all about. And then when they baptize you, which is the same in what I'm doing, when they baptize you, that's when they start to tell you all the weird little secrets and stuff that they don't want you to know while they've got you in that novice state because otherwise you would be like, uh, hell no, I want nothing to do with this. And I'm kind of, it's kind of hard to explain where I'm at. I'm very kind of complacent right now. And not complacent good because I'm buying it and not complacent bad because I'm totally rebelling against it. But just kind of like complacent, like, okay, so this is what it is right now. And this is what I got to do right now. And I got six months left to, just about six months left to finish this program, which I vowed when I started it, I would finish it. And so now it's all kind of, and I don't have to, like I could book out at any moment when it gets to be too much, but I promised myself that I would finish it. So I will, unless I get thrown out first, which, you know, there's always that possibility. So, and I've had, I've had a few other thoughts about what's going on. Because, you know, the minute you start digging, you're sure to find something out, right? Absolutely. The minute you start to dig, you're going to find out something. Good, bad, indifferent, different, you know, just new, new facts or new science fiction. Whichever way you want to look at it. But I started digging, right? And I had already known, because I have seen other Bibles, you know. I'm a, I'm a bookie. I love books. So even even books that I really have, no, have had no interest in reading, I will look at them, especially if they're historical. So I knew there were Bibles that had extra books in it. I knew this. I did not realize that it was like a Catholic Bible or um, what's the other one that has... There's one that has 88... I can't remember... Uh, I don't know. It's not Gnostic, but, um, I don't know. I can't remember right now, but there's the, the, the Catholic Bible has like seven extra books in it. And then there's one that actually has like 88 books in it, the keys of a piano. And these all were books that were stripped from what we know as our modern day Bible. Why? Why were they stripped? Well, there's lots of reasons that I can think of, and there's some that actually I'm going to go with, like other scholars have factually stated, is that they didn't go with the program. These people, like, filled in the gaps of, like, people, places, things, events that get glossed over in the other Bible, you know, or perhaps that's why there's the uh, double telling of the stories, because the real stories they don't want in there because it just doesn't follow the doctrine that they're trying to put across 
So I have purchased several of these books. Um, the Apocrypha is one of them. That's basically, I think, all the books that are in the Catholic Bible. Um, I bought some of like the Missing Gospel of John, uh, not John, of Thomas, the Missing Gospel of Judas. And then there's also a Missing Gospel of Mary Magdalene, which I'm planning on getting because I would love to know her story. Apparently, the women were actually funding Jesus. And it doesn't say how or what. Uh, I mean, maybe there was a secret society going on and the women were funding Jesus because he was like their rock star. You know, their, their, ooh, their idol. Ooh. And, um, wow, that's an interesting thought now, isn't it? Because I had never actually thought that before. And now, let's ponder that for a minute. So here is God's son born of a supernatural birth to a virgin mm -hmm. who was apparently you know not so not so unkind to the eyes and very charismatic and able to have people drop their lives in a second to follow him <laughs> right and people flocked people flocked to see him yet he was much hated by the Roman government and by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those like good judges and kings and stuff like that and yet he was funded by a group of women so Jesus had groupies who were willing to pay his way why so they could make more money? I mean, I don't, they never say anywhere that Jesus was a pay, you know, a pay to pray show. They never say that, but they do say that he like stayed with other people and that he could take gifts. He just couldn't actually be paid or something. So what if somebody gifted him a sack full of gold, but he didn't know it was gold when he took it, right? He thought it was potatoes or something. And then he goes and brings it back to the women who are actually ruling the roost. You know, maybe that's why there's missing books in the Bible. Maybe the women aren't as sub subjugated as they are in, like, the King James Version of the Bible, which now the, the more I start reading about the Bible, I'm, like, really suspect about it. You know, like, Henry VIII had his own version of the Bible, and there were other kings of the day who had their own Bible sanction. But for some reason, King James, who apparently was a really evil dude and misogynistic and possibly pedophilic and then his version of the bible is the one that has withstood for centuries actually i mean and i actually can't stand the king james version of the bible because all these thee thou those and stuff just really confounds the meaning of what i'm actually trying to figure out when i read it and to know that it came from a really dirty dog and yet it's the most accepted version of the Bible screams indoctrination to me like everybody follow this one version and don't stray and read these words you don't understand and just be complicit and compliant and obedient and and do what it says train okay so when I do my shows here where I'm sitting at right now on a Sunday, there will always be train distractions. So just like my folks at Jensen Bipolar have gotten used to it, um, I will break generally 
unless I want you to hear the train, which I sometimes do because it's just one of my one of my happy places. So there's that. Uh, so I was talking about I think how contradictory it is. I think that's what it was, and the fact that they they meaning the people that are running this discipleship program they are so dead set on venturing outside of the curriculum that of course that makes me curious as to why so i am not like any of the other disciples i can promise you that uh my roommate is i don't i think she's only in the program because she's in love with me and as long as i'm in the program she's in the program and she's my roommate right so she's got the best of both worlds is that's what's going on with her but i don't actually see her interested in the actual program right we can't have a conversation about any of the classes we've had or the homework or anything like that because she just doesn't want to and if it was somebody that was in the program that was like in it to win it or at least figure it out or break it <laughs> uh they would be more than willing to open up about some of the subjects we're talking about and even though she's not actually it's kind of she's not it's just kind of fucked up situation with her because like she's kind of in the program but she's kind of not she kind of got moved upstairs because she may or may not have had cancer um and now it's benign or something or whatever but she got moved up because she was quote-unquote sick pretty smart and now she's kind of in the program although you know the more i'm thinking about it it's like are you because anyway um i digress so she's um she's in it for an entirely different reason the other two are just in it to, to for free living and you know i can't say that none of us aren't sticking around because it's free living though we're in a homeless shelter it's still it's like a five-star homeless shelter it, it, it you know it's nice so you know i can't blame anybody who would come in and be like yeah I'll, i will i will do this program in order to have a year off from or longer depending um a year off from like regular hectic life to be basically living for free in a very nice house with everything provided and all you got to do is like go to classes and pull a chore out of your butt every once in a while and play the game so or maybe it's not a game but i it's a game it's a game it's a game and i'm trying to figure it out you know, and if it's a game against me, then at least I'll figure it out, you know, and I don't think it is a game against me, because I just don't think they've ever had anybody come into the program before that was so willing to break it, and, uh, you know, just, just push it as far as possible, and then because, you know, because the God thing, right, so I can pray that nothing bad will happen to me, even though I might be breaking every rule that they have, and because of the God thing, I get grace and mercy, and there there's another conundrum. So, is it really a God thing, or is it just like luck or universe or being just a tad bit smarter than the average bear? So, when I am when I am about ready to get like in deep trouble, I can talk my way out of it, or I can think my way out of it, or I can manipulate my way out of it or any other number of good things that have kept me from actually really taking the big the big dive in this program and then i'm going to just talk about one other thing because i don't know the timing on this show now because i kept on having a break for the train 
but they talk about love, 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 right? Love your neighbor, love yourself, love, 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 love. But then when you actually do do that and you find somebody and love is in the air, then they actually have a freaking fit and have to separate you and have to make it um, shameful. And even though there, I mean, there's nothing but friendship going on, a little bit of flirting, but man, the minute they found that out, man, it was kiboshed. And it was like, but all you do is talk about love, 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 love. And they're like, yeah, but not them. And it's like, not them, which would happen to be the mission boys. We're like brother and sister outfit. There's the mission and then there's us. And it's actually, we're under the same, um, well, I just found out that we got incorporated, which is totally interesting to me because it was a 501c3. And I've yet to do my investigation as to this, but I have some names and some stuff that um, I have come up, and uh, I got to do some investigation because this could be part of what is going on with the program and why everything is just so so uh, unstable right now between both the men and the women, and people literally are getting thrown out left and right for arbitrary reasons because they can you know because just like anything else in Arizona like it's a right to disciple state so they they without any cause whatsoever even you know because what am I going to do am I going to take it to like the disciple police like oh they illegally you know I mean it's no it doesn't work like that so in a way they kind of have you by the balls but in a way I don't know I don't know but like I said, I plan to finish the pro- the program, the indoctrination, the, you know, the, the break the game. And throughout this period, I'm going to keep the show up so I have a place to vent and, you know, very possibly just have a public forum in case anybody does that is in this upper echelon of, like, you know, secret society people of the discipleship program. Um, if they catch wind of it and decide to, I don't know, any number of things to me. It'll be on a public format of how this came down. And yes, it's only my opinion, but I speak the truth. Um, I don't lie. So anything that comes out of my mouth is straight truth from my my viewpoint. Now, the truth from somebody else could be entirely different because, you know, somebody else's truth is very possibly a lie. So, but, I mean, as far as what I say, just you could take it to the bank. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, and I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to put anything out there that that I don't stand by. So I could have some very unpopular opinions and things that could really get me in a lot of trouble, not just in discipleship, but just in general around Flagstaff. However, you know, I don't care. I really don't care. I have a tent. I have a sleeping bag. I have means. I have money. I have, I have friends. I have street friends. I have places. You know, uh, I could do it. I could do it if it came down to it. But I prefer... I don't know if that was rain or a bird just pooped on me. Um, But I prefer to just stick it out for six months and be able to keep on reporting back to you guys what I figure out about this this indoctrination program called Discipleship. So I have a lot more to say about this, but I'm going to hold on to the next show to actually talk about what the, the... most popular version of the Bible says about discipleship. And again, Zen of the Stigmata is a cool name. Um, I'm kind of a very Zen 
passing cloud, a very zen type person. Um, I have at times thought that I was a stigmatic and, you know, there's some, there's some stuff about that, which I'll get into in future shows. But for right now, this is just a, a little bit of my dissection of a lot of things, religion and, um, you know, some confounding aspects of the Bible. And other than that, I think I'm going to call it for the, for the time being. And, um, Thank you for checking it out. I know it's only the second show. I promise you it'll get more fluid as time goes on when I figure out how I'm going to actually, you know, do this show. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm doing the show, but, you know, whatever, you know what I mean, how it's actually going to like really kind of become a format. Again, another indoctrination rate program. So maybe it's going to become just nothing. Free flow all the time till I'm done with this and then possibly on the chaplaincy so I can actually get a little further into it and find out what that's all about. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Or maybe missionary work, which everybody keeps on telling me that I don't have enough. Um, I don't have enough. Uh, what is not 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 cojones. I have those um, enough. Uh, I don't know, because I'm bipolar, too. Right. So they just think that I'm like a roller coaster ride when in all actuality, I'm kind of like a tilt a whirl. So it ain't, it ain't no thing like what they think it is. Um, but they don't think I have the staying power to do missionary work. They don't think I'm, I'm able to, like, go with the flow enough for missionary work, which obviously shows that these people don't know me one bit. But anyway, I digress. So until next time, which I will try to make much, much more timely than this, um, this is Don Shireen. This is my podcast, Zen of the Stigmata. Peace out.